I am Pradeep Kumar Acharya. I'll read the chapter number 15. Heading is Metallic and Ionic Solids. This chapter is taken from the book titled The Elements of Physical Chemistry written by Peter Atkins. It is the third edition. So let's start Metallic and ionic solids it has the contents bonding in solids crystal structure and typical structures modern chemistry is closely concerned with the properties of solids apart from their intrinsic usefulness for construction modern solid have made possible the semiconductor revolution and recent advances in ceramics have given rise to the hope that we may now be on the verge of a superconductor revolution solids are used widely in the chemical industry as catalysts where the details of their action often depend on the details of their electronic structure particularly at the surfaces where the reaction takes place advances in our understanding of electron mobility in solids are also useful in biology where electron transport processes are responsible for many biochemical processes particularly photosynthesis and respiration the principal technique for investigating the arrangements of atoms in condensed phases particularly crystalline solids is x-ray diffraction information from x-ray diffraction is the basis of much of molecular biology so the material presented here is the foundation for our discussion of biomolecular structures in the next chapter in each case the observed crystal structure is nature's solution to the problem of condensing objects of various shapes into an aggregate of minimum energy and for temperature above zero of minimum gives energy now heading is bondings in solids the bonding within a solid may be of various kinds simplest of all in principle is the bonding in a metallic solid in which electrons are delocalized over arrays of identical cations and bind the whole together into a rigid but malleable structure because the delocalized electrons can accommodate bonding patterns with 
very little directional character the crystal structures of metal are determined largely by the geometrical problem of packing spherical atoms into a dense orderly array in an ionic solid the ions in general of different radius and not always spherical are held together by their coulombic interactions and packed together to give an electrically neutral structure in a covalent solid or network solid covalent bonds in a definite spatial orientation link the atoms in a network extending through the crystal the stereochemical demands of valence now override the geometrical problem of packing spheres together and elaborate and extensive structures may be formed a famous example of a covalent solid is diamond in which each sp3 hybridized carbon is bonded tetrahedrally by sigma bond to its four neighbors covalent solids are often hard and unreactive molecular solids which are the subject of the overwhelming majority of modern structural determination this molecular solid consists of discrete molecules attracted to one another by the interactions described in the next chapter number 16 some solids notably the metals conduct electricity because they have mobile electrons these electronic conductor are classified on the basis of the variation of their electrical conductivity with temperature a metallic conductor is an electronic conductor with a conductivity that decreases as the temperature is raised metallic conductors include the metallic elements their alloys and graphite some organic solids are metallic conductors a semiconductor is an electronic conductor with a conductivity that increases as the temperature is raised semiconductors include silicon diamond and gallium arsenide a semiconductor generally has a lower conductivity than that typical of metals but the magnitude of the conductivity is not relevant to the distinction it is conventional to classify substances with very low electrical conductivities such as most ionic solids as insulators we shall use this term but 
इट इज वन ऑफ द कन्वीनियंस रेदर देन वन ऑफ द फंडामेंटल सिग्निफिकेंस वी शैल नॉट कंसीडर सुपर कंडक्टर ए सुपर कंडक्टर इज सबस्टेंस दैट कंडक्ट इलेक्ट्रिसिटी उथ जिरो रेजिस्टेंस Now section 15.1 the heading is the band theory of solids metallic and ionic solids can both be treated by molecular orbital theory the advantage of that approach is that we can then see them as two extremes of a single kind of solid in each case the electrons responsible for the bonding are delocalized throughout the solid like in benzene but on a much bigger scale in a metal the electrons can be found on all the atoms with equal probability which matches the elementary picture of a metal as consisting of cations embedded in a nearly uniform electron c in an ionic solid the wave functions occupied by the delocalized electrons are almost entirely concentrated on the anions we shall consider initially a single infinitely long line of identical atoms each one having one s orbital available for forming molecular orbitals as in sodium one atom of the solid contributes one s orbital at a certain energy when a second atom is brought up it forms a bonding and antibonding orbital the orbital of the third atom overlaps its nearest neighbor and only slightly the next nearest the three molecular orbitals are formed from these three atomic orbitals the fourth atom leads to the formation of a fourth molecular orbital at this stage we can begin to see that the general effect of bringing up successive atomics is to spread the range of energies covered by the molecular orbital and also to fill in the range of energies with more and more orbitals one more for each additional atom when n number of atoms have been added to the line there are n number of molecular orbitals covering a band of finite width when n 
is infinitely large the difference between neighboring energy levels in the band is infinitely small but the band still has finite width this band consists of n number of different molecular orbitals the lowest energy orbital being fully bonding and the highest energy orbital being fully antibonding between adjacent atoms a band formed from overlap of s orbitals is called an s band if the atoms have p orbitals available then the same procedure leads to a p band as in the upper half of the figure given in this book if the atomic p orbitals lie higher in energy than the s orbitals then the p band lies higher than the s band and there may be a band gap band gap is a range of energies for which no molecular orbital exists now section 15.2 heading is the occupation of bands now consider the electronic structure of a solid formed from atoms each of which is able to contribute one electron for example the alkali metals there are n number of atomic orbitals and therefore n number of molecular orbitals squashed into an apparently continuous band there is n number of electrons to accommodate and they enter the lowest half n number of molecular orbitals the highest occupied molecular orbital is called the fermi level however unlike in the discrete molecules we consider in the previous chapter number 14 there are empty orbitals just above and very close in energy to the fermi level so it requires hardly any energy to excite the uppermost electrons some of the electrons are therefore very mobile and give rise to electrical conductivity an increase in temperature causes more vigorous thermal motion of the atoms with the result that there are more collisions between the moving electrons and the atoms that is at high temperatures the electrons are scattered out of their path through the solid and are less efficient in transporting charge when each atom provides two electrons the two n number of electrons fill the n orbitals n number of orbitals of the s band the fermi level now lies at the top of the band and there is a gap 
before the next ban begins as the temperature is increased electrons can populate the empty orbitals of the upper band they are now mobile and the solid has become an electronic conductor in fact it is a semiconductor because the electrical conductivity depends on the number of electrons that are promoted across the gap and that number increases as the temperature is raised in the gap is if the gap is large very few electrons will be excited across it at ordinary temperatures and the conductivity will remain close to zero giving an insulator thus the conventional distinction between an insulator and a semiconductor is related to the size of the band gap and is not absolute like the distinction between a metal that means incomplete band at t is equal to 0 that means absolute temperature is 0 and a semiconductor that is full bands at absolute temperature is 0 another method of increasing the number of charge carriers and enhancing the semiconductivity of a solid is to implant foreign atoms into an otherwise pure material if these dopants d o p a n t s if these dopants can trap electrons as in indium or gallium atoms can in silicon then they withdraw electrons from the field band leaving holes which allow the remaining electrons to move this doping procedure gives rise to p type semiconductivity the p indicating that the holes are positive relative to the electrons in the band alternatively a dopant might carry excess electrons for example phosphorus atoms introduced in germanium and these additional electrons occupy otherwise empty bands giving n type semiconductivity where n denotes the negative charge of the carriers n means here we mention the small letter n now section 15.3 heading is the ionic model of bonding suppose we have a line of atoms with different electronegativities such as a line of sodium and chlorine atoms rather than the identical atoms treated so far for simplicity we suppose that each atom contributes an s orbital and one electron 
that is the case with each sodium atom in sodium chloride although each chlorine atom in sodium chloride contributes a p orbital and its one electron treating the orbital as an s orbital simplifies the discussion without determining it in principle we have the s orbitals to build molecular orbitals spreading throughout the solid now though there is a crucial difference the s orbitals on the two types of atom have markedly different energies so just as in the construction of molecular orbitals for dielectric molecules in section 14.12 we consider them separately that means the s orbital on the two types of atom have markedly different energies so we consider them separately the 3s orbitals of chlorine atom form one band and the higher energy 3s orbitals of sodium atom form another band however because the sodium atoms have very little overlap with one another that means they are separated by a chlorine atom the 3s band of sodium is very narrow so is the 3s band of chlorine atom for a similar reason as a result there is a big gap between two narrow bands we consider the occupation of the bands if there are n number of sodium atoms and n number of chlorine atoms there will be two n number of electrons to accommodate these electrons occupy and fill the lower 3s band of chlorine atom as a result of the big band gap before the 3s band of sodium becomes available the substance is an insulator however because only the 3s band of chlorine atom is occupied the electron density is almost entirely on the chlorine atoms in other words we can treat the solid as composed of sodium plus cation and chlorine minus anion that means chloride minus anion just as in an elementary picture of ionic bonding now that we know where the electron density is largely located we can adopt a much simpler model of the solid instead of expressing the structure in terms of molecular orbitals we treat it as a collection of cations and anions this simplification is the basis of the ionic model of bonding now section 15.4 heading is lattice enthalpy 
स्ट्रेंथ ऑफ ए कोवेलेंट बॉन्ड इज मेजर्ड बाई इट्स डिसोसिएशन एनर्जी दैट मीन्स द एनर्जी नीडेड टू सेपरेट द टू एटम्स ज्वाइन बाई द बॉन्ड फॉर थर्मोडाइनेमिक एप्लीकेशन वी एक्सप्रेस दिस एनर्जी इन टर्म्स ऑफ द बॉन्ड एंथेल्पी द स्ट्रेंथ ऑफ एन आयोनिक बॉन्ड इज मेजर्ड सिमिलरली बट नाउ वी हैव टू टेक इन टू अकाउंट द एनर्जी रिक्वायर्ड टू सेपरेट ऑल द आयस ऑफ ए सॉलिड सैम्पल फ्रॉम वन एनदर एंड फॉर थर्मोडाइनेमिक एप्लीकेशन एक्सप्रेस दिस एनर्जी एज एन एंथेल्पी चेंज द लैटिस एंथेल्पी डिनोटेड बाई डेल्टा एच सबस्क्रिप्ट एल सुपरस्क्रिप्ट जीरो is the standard enthalpy change accompanying the separation of the species that compose the solid such as ions if the solid is ionic and molecules if the solid is molecular for example the lattice enthalpy of an ionic solid such as sodium chloride is the standard molar enthalpy change accompanying the process that means in an example nacl is solid form when it converted to sodium plus na plus and cl minus in gaseous form then that lattice enthalpy delta h l0 is equal to 786 kJ per mole lattice enthalpies of solids are determined from other experimental data by using a born haber cycle Bonhoeffer cycle is a cycle that means a closed path of steps that includes lattice formation in one stage the value of the lattice enthalpy the only unknown in the ol chosen cycle is found from the requirement that the sum of the enthalpy change round a complete cycle is zero because enthalpy is a state property A typical cycle for an ionic compound has the form the figure shown in the book the following example illustrate how the cycle is used now section 15.5 the heading is columbic contributions to lattice enthalpies our next task task is to account for the values of lattice enthalpies the dominant interaction in an ionic lattice is the columbic interaction between ions which is far stronger than any other attractive interaction so we concentrate on that the starting point is the coulombic potential energy for the interaction of two ions of charge numbers z1 and z2 with cations having positive charge numbers and anions negative charge numbers subtracted by a distance R one two that means small r subscript one two. 
in that case the coulombic potential that means v12 is equal to first bracket z1e first bracket close multiplied by first bracket z2e first bracket close whole divided by 4 pi epsilon 0 r12 where epsilon 0 that means epsilon subscript 0 is the vacuum permittivity to calculate the total potential energy of all the ions in a crystal we have to sum this expression over all the pairs of ions in the solid nearest neighbors that means which have opposite signs attract and contribute a large negative term second nearest neighbors which have the same sign repel and contribute the slightly weaker positive term and so on the overall result however is that there is a net attraction between the cations and anions and a favorable that means negative contribution to the energy of the solid it is instructive to return to our earlier one dimensional model and do the calculation for a uniformly spaced line of alternating cations and anions for which z1 is equal to plus z and z2 is equal to minus z with small d is the distance between adjacent ions the negative sign of the total potential energy of interactions is tells us that the potential energy of the ion is lower in the crystal than in a gas of widely separated ions. Although this calculation is based on an unrealistic model of a crystal it is already showing the feature we are seeking to explain after derivation of this equation the final equation is v is equal to minus z square square whole divided by 4 pi epsilon 0 d and whole multiplied by 2 ln 2 and this equation has the negative sign what I already told the energy of the ion is greatly lowered if the charge numbers that means Z of the ions are high and their diameters are small so that D is small when the calculation is repeated for more realistic three-dimensional arrays of ion it is also found that the potential energy depends on the charge numbers of the ions and the value of a single parameter small d which may be taken as the distance between the centers of nearest neighbors in that case capital v is equal to e square by 4 pi epsilon 0 whole multiplied by z1 z2 by d and again multiplied by a where capital A is a number called the modelling constant. Because the charge number of cations is positive and that 
of anion is negative the product z1 z2 is negative therefore v that means capital v is also negative which corresponds to a lowering in potential energy relative to the gas of widely separated ions the value of the modelling constant for a single line of ions is 2 ln 2 that means it is equal to 1.386 and so on the modelling constant for a variety of lattice with structures will be described later in this chapter so far we have considered only the coulombic interaction between ions however regardless of their size the ions repel each other when they are pressed together and their wave functions overlap these additional repulsions work against the net coulombic attraction between ions so they raise the energy of the solid when their effect is taken into account it turns out that the lattice enthalpy is given by the bornmeier equation the bornmeier equation is delta hl0 is equal to mod modulus z1 z2 multiplied by na e to the square by 4 pi epsilon 0 d whole multiplied by first bracket 1 minus d star by t first bracket close and again whole multiplied by capital a where d star small d star is an empirical parameter that is often taken as 34.5 picometer simply because that value is found to give reasonable agreement with experiment the modulus sign whatever i mentioned in this previous equation it means that we should remove any minus sign from the product of z1 and z2 which results in a positive value of the lattice enthalpy the important feature of this expression is that it shows that delta hl0 is proportional to modulus z1 z2 whole divided by small d which implies that the lattice enthalpy increases with increasing charge number of the ions and with decreasing ionic radius the second conclusion follows from the fact that the smaller the ionic radius the smaller the value of small d now section 15.8 heading is the determination of structure one of the most important techniques for the determination of the structure of crystals is x-ray diffraction in its simplest form the technique is used to identify the lattice type and the separation of the planes by lattice points and hence the distance between the centers of atoms and ions In its most sophisticated version, X-ray diffraction provides detailed information about the location of all the atoms in molecules as complicated as protein. The current considerable success of modern molecular biology has stemmed from X-ray diffraction techniques 
that have grown in sensitivity and scope as computing techniques have become more powerful here we concentrate on the principles of the technique and illustrates how it may be used to determine the spacing of atom in a crystal a characteristic property of waves is that they interfere with one another which means that they give a greater amplitude where their displacements add and a smaller amplitude where they their displacements subtract because the intensity of electromagnetic radiations is proportional to the square of the amplitude of the waves the regions of constructive and destructive interference show up as regions of enhanced and diminished intensities the phenomenon of phenomena of diffraction is the interference caused by an object in the path of waves and the pattern of varying intensity that results is called the diffraction pattern diffraction occurs when the dimensions of the diffracting object are comparable to the wavelength of the radiation sound waves with wavelengths of the order of 1 meter are diffracted by macroscopic objects light waves with wavelengths of the order of 500 nanometer are diffracted by narrow slits x-rays are wavelengths comparable to bond length in molecules and the spacing of atom in crystals that means about 100 picometer so they are diffracted by them by analyzing the diffraction pattern it is possible to draw up a detailed picture of the location of atoms electrons moving to about 2 multiplied by 10 to the power 4 kilometer per second after acceleration through about 4 kilovolt have wavelengths of about 20 picometer and and may also be diffracted by molecules neutrons generated in a nuclear reactor and then slowed to thermal velocities have similar wavelength and may also be used for diffraction studies the short wavelength electromagnetic radiations we call x-rays is produced by bombarding a metal with high energy electrons the electrons decelerate as they plunge into the metal and generate radiation with a continuous range of wavelengths this radiation is called bremsstrahlung superimposed on the continuum are a few high intensity sharp peaks these peaks arise from the interaction of the incoming electrons with the electrons in the inner shells of the atoms a collision expels an electron and an electron of higher energy drops into the vacancy emitting the excess energy as an x-ray photon an example of the process is the expulsion expulsion of an electron from the k shell 
that means the shell with quantum num principal quantum number 1 of a copper atom followed by the transition of an outer electron into the valency the energy so released gives rise to copper's k alpha radiation of wavelength 154 picometer in 1923 year the german physicist max von lees suggested that x-rays might be diffracted when passed through a crystal for the wavelengths of x-rays are comparable to the separation of atoms lees suggestion are confirmed about almost immediately by walter fendlich and paul nipping and then developed by william and lawrence bragg who later jointly received the nobel prize it has grown since then into a technique of extraordinary power now heading is crystal structure now we turn to the structures adopted by atoms and ions when they stack together to give a crystalline solid the structures of crystals are of considerable practical importance for they have implications for geology material technologically advanced materials such as semiconductor and high temperature superconductors and biology the fast and often very demanding step in an x-ray structural analysis of biological macromolecules is to form crystal in which the large molecules lie in orderly ranks on the other hand the crystallization of a virus particle would take it out of circulation and one of the strategies adopted by viruses for avoiding this kind of entombment makes unconscious use of the geometry of crystal packing now section 15.6 heading is unit cells the pattern that atoms ions or molecules adopt in a crystal is expressed in terms of an array of points making up the lattice that identify the location of the individual species a unit cell of a crystal is the small three dimensional figure obtained by joining typically eight of these points and which may be used to construct the entire crystal lattice by purely translational displacement much as a wall may be constructed from bricks an infinite number of different unit cells can describe the same structure but it is conventional to choose the cell with sides that have the shortest length and are most nearly perpendicular to one another unit cells are classified 
into one of the seven crystal system according to the symmetry they possesses under rotation about different axes. The cubic system, for example, has four threefold axes. A threefold axis in an axis of a rotation that restores a unit cell to the same appearance three times during a complete revolution after rotation through 120 degree, 240 degree and 360 degree. The four axis makes the tetrahedral angle to each other. The monoclinic system has one twofold axis. The twofold axis is an axis of a rotation that leaves the cell apparently unchanged twice during a complete revolution after rotation through 180 degree and 360 degree. The essential symmetries, the properties that must be present for the unit cell to belong to a particular system. A unit cell may have lattice points other than at its corner so each crystal system can occur in a number of different varieties. For example, in some cases points may occur on the faces and in the body of the cell without destroying the cell's essential symmetry. These various possibilities give rise to 14 distinct types of unit cells which define the Bravais lattice. Now section 15.7 heading is the identification of crystal planes. The identification of the type of unit cell specifies the internal symmetry of the crystal. To specify a unit cell fully, we also need to know its size such as the length of its sides. There is a useful relation between the spacing of the planes passing through the lattice point, which as we shall see we can measure and the length we need to know. Because two dimensional arrays of points are easier to visualize than three dimensional arrays, we shall introduce the concepts we need by referring to two dimensions initially and then extend the conclusion to the three dimensions. Consider the two dimensional rect rectangular lattice found from a rectangular unit cell of sides small a and small b. We can distinguish the four sets of plane by the distances at which they intersect the axis. One way of labeling the planes would therefore be to denote each set by the smallest intersection distances. For example, we could denote the four sets as 1a, 1b, 3a, 2b, minus 1a, 1b, and infinity a, 1b. If however we agreed 
always to cut a distance along the axis as multiples of the lengths of the unit cell then we could omit a small a and small b and label the planes more simply as in first bracket 1 comma 1 first bracket close comma first bracket 3 comma 2 bracket close comma bracket minus 1 comma 1 bracket close and bracket infinity comma 1 bracket close now let's suppose that the array is the top view of the three dimensional rectangular lattice in which the unit cell has a length small c in the z direction all four sets of planes intersects the z axis at infinity so the full levels of the sets of the plane of lattice points are first bracket 1 comma 1 comma infinity bracket close comma again bracket 3 comma 2 comma infinity bracket close comma again bracket minus 1 comma 1 comma infinity bracket close and bracket infinity comma 1 comma infinity bracket close the presence of infinity in the labels is inconvenient we can eliminate it by taking the reciprocal of the numbers to the labels this step also turns out to have further advantage as we shall see the resulting miller indices that means in bracket hkl small a small k small l are the reciprocal of the numbers of the parentheses with fractions cleared for example the 1 1 infinity planes are the 110 planes in the miller notation similarly the 3 2 infinity planes become first 1 by 3 comma 1 by 2 comma 0 when reciprocals are formed and then 2 3 0 when the fractions are cleared by multiplication through by 6 so they are referred to as the 2 3 0 planes we write negative indices with a bar over the numbers and then 1 bar 1 0 planes so some plane in three dimension including an example of the lattice with axes that are not mutually perpendicular it is helpful to keep in mind the fact that the smaller the value of small h in the miller index the more nearly parallel the plane is to the a axis small a axis the same is true for k and the b axis and l and the c axis when h is equal to 0 the planes intersect the a axis at infinity so the 0 kl planes are parallel to the a axis similarly the h 0 l planes are parallel to b axis and 
the HK0 planes are parallel to C axis. The Miller indices are very useful for calculating the separation of planes. For instance, they can be used to derive a very simple expression for the separation small d of the HKL planes. Now section 15.9 heading is the Bragg's law. The earliest approach to the analysis of X-ray diffraction patterns treated a plane of atoms as a semi-transparent mirror and modeled the crystal as tax of reflecting planes of separation. D. The model makes it easy to calculate the angle the crystal must make to the incoming beam of X-rays for constructive interference to occur. It has only given rise to the name reflection to denote an intense spot arising from constructive interference. The path lane difference of the two rays shown in the illustration is AB plus BC is equal to 2D sin theta, where theta is the glancing angle. When the path length difference is equal to one wavelength that means AB plus BC is equal to lambda the reflected waves interfere constructively it follows that a reflection should be observed when the glancing angle satisfied the Bragg's law lambda is equal to 2d sin theta the primary use of the Bragg's law is to determine the spacing between the layers of atoms for once the angle theta corresponding to a reflection has been determined, D may readily be calculated. Now section 15.10 heading is the experimental techniques. Lu's original method consisted of passing a beam of X-rays of a wide range of wavelengths into a single crystal and recording the distraction pattern photographically. The idea behind the approach was that a crystal might not be suitably oriented to act as a diffraction grating for a single wavelength but whatever its orientation the Bragg's law would be satisfied for at least one of the wavelengths when a range of wavelengths is present in the beam. An alternative technique was developed by Peter Debye and Paul Terrar 
and independently by Albert Hall. They used monochromatic that means single frequency radiation and a powder sample. When the sample is a powder, we can be sure that some of the randomly distributed crystallites will be oriented so as to satisfy the Bragg's law. For example, some of them will be oriented so that they are 111 planes of pacing small d gives rise to a reflection at a particular angle and others will be oriented so that they are 230 planes give rise to a reflection at a different angle each set of hkl planes gives rise to reflections at a different angle in the modern version of the technique which uses a powder diffractometer a sample is spread on a flat plate and the diffraction pattern is monitored electronically the major application is for qualitative analysis because the diffraction pattern is a kind of fingerprint and may be recognizable the technique is also used for the initial determination of the dimensions and symmetries of unit cells modern x-ray diffraction which utilizes a and x-ray diffractometer is now a highly sophisticated technique by far the most detailed information comes from developments of the techniques pioneered by the bragg's in which a single crystal is employed as the diffracting grading and a monochromatic beam of x-rays is used to generate the diffraction pattern the single crystal which may be only a fraction of a millimeter in length is rotated relative to the beam and the diffraction pattern is monitored and recorded electronically for each crystal orientation a computer then analyzes the diffraction pattern and the results are presented as a detailed structural map of the unit cell of the crystal showing the relative locations of all the atoms it contains now heading typical structures huge numbers of crystal structures have been determined in this section we review how some of them can be rationalized for metals and monatomic ions we can model the atoms and ions as hard spheres and consider how such spheres can be stacked together in a regular electrically neutral array
नाउ सेक्शन 15.11 हेडिंग मेटल क्रिस्टल्स मोस्ट मेटालिक एलिमेंट्स क्रिस्टलाइजेस इन वन ऑफ थ्री सिंपल फॉर्म्स टू ऑफ व्हिच कैन बी एक्सप्लेन्ड इन टर्म्स ऑफ स्टैकिंग स्फीयर्स टू गिव द क्लोजेड पॉसिबल पैकिंग In such close packed structures the spheres representing the atoms are packed together with least waste of space and each sphere has the greatest possible number of nearest neighbors we can form a close packed layer of identical spheres one with maximum utilization of space then we can form a second close packed layer by placing spheres in the depressions of the first layer the third layer may be added in either of two ways both of which result in the same degree of close packing in one the spheres are placed so that they reproduce the first layer to give an aba pattern of layers alternatively the spheres may be placed over the gaps in the first layer so giving an abc pattern two types of structures are formed if the two stacking patterns are repeated the spheres are hexagonally close packed hcp if the aba pattern is repeated to give the sequence of layers ab 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 and so on the name reflects the symmetry of the unit cell metals with hcp structure include beryllium cadmium cobalt manganese titanium and zinc solid helium which forms only under pressure also adopts this arrangement of atoms alternatively the spheres are cubic close packed that means ccp if the abc pattern is repeated to give the sequence of layers abcabc dot dot here to the name reflects the symmetry of the unit cell metals with this structure include silver aluminum gold calcium copper nickel lead and platinum the noble gases other than helium also adopt a ccp structure the compactness of the ccp and hcp structure is indicated by their coordination number the number of atoms immediately surrounded any selected atom is called the coordination number and this coordination number is 12 in both cases that means for ccp and hcp another measure of their compactness is the packing fraction the fraction of space occupied by the spheres which is 0.740 that is in a close packed 
सॉलिड ऑफ आइडेंटिकल हार्ट स्पेयर 74.0 परसेंट ऑफ द एवेलेबल स्पेस इज ऑक्युपाइड एंड ओनली 26.0 परसेंट ऑफ द टोटल वॉल्यूम इज एम्प्टी स्पेस द फैक्ट दैट मेनी मेटल्स आर क्लोज पैक्ट अकाउंट्स फॉर वन ऑफ देयर कॉमन कैरेक्टरिस्टिक्स देयर हाई डेंसिटी However there is a difference between CCP and HCP metals in cubic close packing the faces of the cubes extend through the solid and give rise to a slip plane when the metal is under stress the layers of atoms may slip past one another as a result the CCP metal is more malleable than an hcp metal which does not have this slip planes that means hcp metal does not have this slip planes thus copper which is a highly malleable is ccp but zinc which is hcp is more brittle A number of common metals adopt structures that are not close packed which suggests that directional covalent bonding between neighboring atoms is beginning to influence the structure and impose a specific geometrical arrangement one such arrangement results in a body centered cubic denoted by bcc BCC lattice with one sphere at the center of a cube formed by eight others the BCC structure that means the body centered cubic structure is adopted by a number of common metals including barium cesium chromium iron potassium and tungsten the quotient number of a BCC lattice is 8 and its packing fraction is only 0.68 showing that only about 2/3 of the available space is occupied now section 15.12 heading is ionic crystals when we model the structures of ionic crystals by stacks of spheres we must allow for the fact that the two or more types of ion present in the compound have different radius generally with the cations smaller than the anions and different charges the quotient number of an ion in an ionic crystal is the number of nearest neighbors of opposite charge even if by chance the ions have the same size the problem of ensuring that the unit cell are electrically neutral makes it impossible to achieve 12 coordinate close packed structures which is a reason why ionic solids are generally less dense than metals the closest packing that can be achieved is the eight coordination of the cesium chloride structure in which each cation is surrounded by eight anions and each anion is surrounded by eight cations 
in the cesium chloride structure an ion of one charge occupies the center of a cubic unit cell with eight ions of opposite charge at its corner this structure is adopted by cesium chloride itself and by calcium sulfide cesium cyanide with some distortion and one type of brush cuzn when the radius of ions differ by more than in cesium chloride even eight coordinate packing cannot be achieved one common structure adopted is the six coordinated rock salt structure such as sodium chloride rock salt is a mineral form of sodium chloride in which each cation is surrounded by six anions and each anion is surrounded by six cations the rock salt structure is the structure of sodium chloride itself and of several other compounds of formula mx including potassium bromide silver chloride and magnesium oxide the switch from the cesium chloride structure to the rock salt structure in a number of examples can be correlated with the radius ratio that means gamma is equal to r smaller by r larger r smaller means smaller radius and r larger means larger radius the two radius are those of the smaller and larger ions in the crystal the radius ratio rule which is derived by analyzing the geometrical problem of stacking together spheres of different radius says that the cesium chloride structure should be expected when gamma greater than 3 to the power half minus 1 that means is equal to 0.732 and that the rock salt structure should be expected when 2 to the power half minus 1 is equal to 0.414 less than gamma and gamma gamma less than 0.732 that means this gamma which is the ratio of the smaller radius by larger radius it should be in between 0.414 and 0.732 for to get the rock salt structure for gamma less than 0.414 when the two types of ions have markedly different radius like orange and grapefruit the most efficient packing leads to four coordinate coordination of the type exhibited by the sulfide or zinc blend that means when gamma is equal to less than 0.414 then it will it will be the four coordinate coordination of the type and example is zinc blend form of zinc sulfide 
ZNS. The radius ratio rule is moderately well supported by observation. The deviation of a structure from the prediction is often taken to be an indication of a shift from ionic towards covalent bondings. The ionic ready used to calculate gamma and whatever else it is important to know the size of ions are derived from the distance between the centers of adjacent ions in a crystal. However, in a diffraction experiments we measure the distance between the centers of ions. It is necessary to apportion that total distance by defining the radius of one ion and reporting all others on that basis. One scale that is widely used is based on the value of 140 picometer for the radius of O2 minus ion. Other scales are also available such as one based on fluoride ions for discussing halides. And it is essential not to mix values from different scales because ionic radius are so arbitrary predictions based on them such as those made by using the radius ratio rule must be viewed cautiously and this is the end of the chapter metallic and ionic solids